0: And it's another great evening, another great evening, and another great episode of the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. How's everybody doing tonight? I'm doing great. It's me, your host, Hunter, per usual, having fun, kicking back, ready for another paranormal story. And as I promised you last week, a little something spiritual, um, I don't know if that was like a drum or a cymbal, it was something, um, but it was there, and it's there forever not going anywhere, uh, just like the legend of the Fox sisters, because that's who we're covering tonight, the Fox sisters, those interesting little ladies from the 1800s, chatting it up with an entity, so, um, but before we jump into that, uh, I do want to very quickly knock this out of the way, go into Instagram, go into the search bar and type in the Paranormal Rabbit Hole Podcast, you know you want to do it, you know you want to follow us there, we tell you about the episodes, we're going to start doing more fun stuff, we're, we're building up to something great, it's going to be amazing, um, <laughs> but it's going to be good, it's cool, but also, when you get to the end of the episode, just scroll down to the bottom, Scroll, take your finger and just scroll to the bottom and hit that five star rating, give us a five star rating and on Apple you can leave a review, I don't know what's keeping the other people from you know letting you be able to read a review. What's up, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, and all the rest? Um, But no, just drop a five star. Go ahead and hit that fifth star. That's how we get more listeners. That's how we're able to do more cool stuff with you guys and hang out and go to cool, fun conventions and CryptidCon and all that awesome stuff. All of it. We get to go do that. But to do that, we got to get more listeners, man. Got to get more listeners. Also, Hit us up with some of your ideas for an episode, something you want us to cover, anything you want us to cover. Go ahead and let us know. You can tell us on our Instagram. All right? Now, I've done that. Now we can get to the episode. We're beyond that point of no return, you know? <laughs> you know. Um, and for you Phantom of the Opera fans, there you go. There's a reference right there. Um, but it, it's, it's it's a great episode. It's one of the more interesting episodes because I love this story. Uh. And, of course, I'm a paranormal guy at heart. I love my cryptids. I love my aliens. I love my big feats, even though they're cryptids. Um, But I love my ghosts, too, because that's what I I chased after. I chased after ghosts. Uh, And I don't know why I'm saying it so specifically weird like that. But you know what? There it is, another thing that's not going away. Ghosts. (laughs) I don't know. Um but no, in, in this one, I, I loved anything that was paranormal that I could get my hands on when I was younger. And of course, uh, one book was a book by Dan Aykroyd's father. And uh, it talked about his his family's uh, involvement in spiritualism. And they uh, the Aykroyds have been in spiritualism for a long time. Like, Ghostbusters was not just a fun, comedic movie. Um, Dan Aykroyd is very deep. If, and if you didn't know this, now you know. Uh, da, 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 the more you know. Uh, God, kid of the '80s, um, but no, Dan Aykroyd was a very big. Uh, his family is very big in spiritualism, so in the spiritualist movement too. So they had a lot of. T- he has a lot of tight tie-ins to the paranormal. Um, he's one of us. He's one of us. <laughs> he's one of us. Um, but no, he 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 does. So he and he's a great guy. And, I mean, tries vodka. It's excellent. Um, but he he is very deeply rooted in the paranormal. And His father wrote a book about their, their family history in the paranormal and with spiritualism, and there's a Ford by Dan in it. I think it's Thomas Aykroyd is his father's name. Uh, but I have that book, and I've been reading that. and uh, I, I'm going to bring you guys an episode about that because I'd love to bring you an episode about, you know, he had a lot of communicate His great-grandfather had a lot of communications with uh, medium- some amazing mediums, and I'm talking the mediums that would, spew out ectoplasm in those old pictures, you know, that people are trying to, you know, debunk, uh, how they got that ectoplasm. And of course, a lot of, some of those pictures are strange enough, but oh my God, there's some bizarre ones out there that are pretty cool, pretty wicked. Um, but I, I, we're going to get an episode like that out pretty for, uh, for that out someday. I'm not going to say pretty soon, but someday, uh, but it's a great story, great story there too. But let's talk about the Fox sisters. Okay. We got the older sister, Leah, and then we have Margaret or Maggie, uh, and then Catherine or Kate, and they were born in uh, a small, little, tiny New York village. Um, The younger two were the ones that could communicate with spirits, uh, and the older sister was the one that took charge and kind of started their career and kind of became a manager for them, they enjoyed success as mediums for several years, um, but uh, the, the 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 three sisters were uh, living in Hydesville, New York, with their parents, John and Margaret. And their parents were, were very devout Methodists. Um, now, Hydesville's n- not a, a, a thing anymore. It was a hamlet back then in Arcadia in Wayne County, New York. It, that's a little outside of Newark, New York, but um, the house already kind of had a very good running reputation of being haunted, like everybody in the neighborhood know that uh, that house was supposedly haunted. But it it was actually not until the family began interacting and hearing these sounds that the haunting kind of took hold. Uh, During the night of March 31st, Kate, uh, you know, uh, well, let's jump back. Let's run back. So they started hearing these unexplaining, unexplained sounds, and it started out as knocks. Um, so those unexplained sounds were, you know, maybe clawing and scratching and then gradually built up to knocks and raps on, on the wall. And sometimes it would sound like there's furniture being moved around, but then they would see nothing at all, you know? It, it's one of those where they would, kind of like the Bell Witch. The Bell Witch kind of had gurgling sounds in it. It progressed from, like, gnawing and scratching sounds like a rat gnawing on the, b- the bedpost to, like, gurgling and, like, someone being choked and coughs and wheezing and, and laughter and crying and sobs and, and, you know, weird guttural sounds of someone trying to, you know, speak but not knowing how to speak. So uh, th- these things happen for a while, and then, then on March 31st... Uh, the youngest, Kate, challenged the noisemaker uh, to kind of, she was like, you know what, let's see if you could do this, and, and <coughs> snapped her fingers twice. Uh, so, she said, you know, let's see if you can re- repeat that. And from out of the air, she heard the raps of, of how many times she snapped. Um, I snapped, and I don't know if you guys can hear but. It's just force of habit. I'm thinking, you no, know, do the sound effect. Go ahead and do it. Um, of course, the next thing they did was they asked it another question, and then they asked another question and asked the age. They asked what age the girls were, if it we could wrap out the ages of, of the girls. And it did. Uh, it, it, it performed on command. Um, so they ran and got a neighbor and said, hey, come check this out. Let's 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 have somebody else see this so we know we're not going crazy um so it it you know they they worked with it they talked to it they and they they even went so far um eventually as to start uh, a code with it like they wanted to kind of Ask it questions and get answers by um by alpha by by making an alphabet, essentially. They made an alphabet. So what they did was they said, okay, one is A, two you know, one, two, three, four, five, went down the alphabet with numbers. And or maybe they just, you know, did some but they made a code so that they could tell which letter of the alphabet so that they could get it to spell out things. They eventually got it to spell things out to them. Uh, now of course the question you have to ask right then and there is what's your name who are you uh you know it it that would automatically be my question like what's your who are you what's your name what's what's your name pal hey, how you doing uh <laughs> it it seems like it, it it was it was a very intelligent haunting and if you're gonna have an intelligent haunting you gotta ask those important questions first (laughs) so the girls address the spirit is mr splitfoot which is a nickname for the devil later the uh, alleged entity creating the sounds claimed to be the spirit of a peddler named charles b rosna who had been murdered five years earlier and buried in the cellar in his writings on the fox sisters uh Arthur Conan claimed the neighbors dug up the cellar and found a few pieces of bone. No missing person named Charles uh, B. Rosna was ever identified. Uh, Kate and Mar- Maggie were uh, sent to Rochester, New York, during this time. Rod- Rochester, sorry. Uh, they, uh... They went to uh, one went to her sister Leah's house, and the other, Maggie, went to her brother David's house. Now, this wasn't because the parents wanted to separate them. This was because they wanted to see what would what would happen if they split them apart. Would this still persist? Are they making this up, or is this legit? Well, uh, the wrappings followed them there. To at whichever house. Uh, Amy and Isaac Post, a radical Quaker couple, and long-standing friends of the Fox family invited the girls to their Rochester home and immediately convinced of the genuineness of the phenomenon, they helped to spread the word among the radical Quaker friends who uh, became the early core of, of kind of the spiritualist movement. Um, uh, it, it really... Well, the, necessi- the the spiritual, the big thing about the spiritual movement was that people had that want and that necessity to be able to communicate with their loved ones who had died. This was something that was coming out and becoming brand new and really in the 1900s started to take off heavily. Now, with that being said, it, people still... Right now, to this day, people still have that great need to communicate with the dead. We all want to know what happens after we die. We all want to know. We all yearn to know there is something beyond this. Some of us can accept that there's nothing and that when you die, that's it. You're just gone. You cease to exist. Your consciousness is gone. It's hard to to digest, really. Um, And so having the ability to speak to the dead and maybe get some closure about what's on the other side What's beyond this life? What's beyond this extreme? What's beyond this realm? What awaits us when we close our eyes forever? Uh, now, of course, unfortunately for our generation, um, I, 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 I've heard it said too now, and, and it is kind of a fear, uh, immortality. <laughs> you know, immortality is becoming an option. Uh, And that's a little scary to think about. Uh, To not be able to to rest would be terrifying. You know, Uh, you'd still have to work. You'd have to continue busting your ass. Uh, That would suck. Who wants that? You know? (laughs) But no, and and with with finite uh, resources, too, you know, you got to. Start spreading to the stars, but once uh, once the big spiritual movement kicked off, it was mainly because you know people wanted to communicate with their loved ones who had passed away in the Civil War and World War. You know, realistically, World War One. Um, not so much the Civil War, really, but you know, um, just people wanting to communicate with the dead. I don't know. I said Civil War, but uh, it's kind of on the border of. But uh, it w- it was all about communicating with the dead. Now, on November fourteenth, they went to Corinth Hall, uh, and this is in nineteen forty nine, and demonstrated their their wrappings, the spiritual wrappings, and uh, it was it was one of their first big demonstrations. Uh, now they started having public seances in 1850 that would attract like highly notable people like, uh, William Cole, Br- Colin Bryant, uh, George Bancroft, James Finmore, Cooper, Nathaniel Willis, uh, just several, several people. And also a ton of imitators, uh, people who claim to be able to communicate with spirits beyond this experience. Uh, they they became well known mediums and and they did hundreds of seances, hundreds of seances. Um, some were frivolous, uh, and it was it was very bizarre. Uh, some people kind of wanted to know about. Oh, hey, you're dead. You know what? I need to buy in the stocks, right? Like, you can tell me if there's going to be any money in this, right? Yeah, come on, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, some of them are kind of like, hey, what are my stock options coming up here? How, uh, How much money do I need to invest in this business? Can you tell me? Uh, now the main the main significance though was uh, a lot of higher social circles wanted it for religious like significance of, of someone passing away and, and just trying to get an idea of what's going on on the other side like a, a publisher and a, a politician named Horace Greeley uh, He, he kind of started attending these because he was he, he found some kind of reverence in it. And uh, he became very protective of them, and the, uh, f- uh, from there on, he kind of was very, he was kind of very protective, and, and wanted to make sure that, you know, no one, you know, no one messed with him. Um, now, meeting meeting him, and not having parents, and being exposed to these, you know, lavish, elegant events, they they really, really got into wine. Uh, They kind of had a big alcohol problem. Now, uh, a lot of them started to, you know, kind of see something beyond the Fox sisters. And and a lot of people, what we're going to talk about in a minute, but a lot of people started to kind of, Say, oh well, maybe this, or uh, uh, maybe they're doing this. And like I said, we're going to get into this later. Or maybe they're this is how they make this happen, or this is how they communicate. That started to come out a lot um, as the sisters got older and, and you know started to marry off and, and kind of still hang on to the frivol frivolity of of the seances and the and the uh, the high fluting society of the seance, the highfalutin, you know, it's, it becomes addicting to people. And so they started to kind of slip up. Um, Now, the, the biggest, the biggest thing is that a lot of people, a lot of people, Put them on such a high pedestal because of their influence on spiritualism at the time and the paranormal world, of course, because it's so strange. But uh, it, it they became widely uh, referenced in and several like uh, a spiritualist and and parapsychology books at that time, uh, a lot of fame started to, to come their way and of course like I said eventually things start to slip so people started to kind of question how they made the sounds uh, some people said oh it's the cracking of joints oh a- and and uh, that's how they that's how they do it or a lot of the knockings came from under their feet when they were in dresses uh, or were hidden under the table you know. Uh, people started to kind of come to that conclusion, and people started to say, oh, well, they're frauds. Uh, a, a reverend started to state that a a person could make this sound by cracking their toe joints. And um, <laughs> this dude was so devoted that he decided, he said, you know what? You don't believe me that your toe joints can make these popping sounds? You don't believe me? Watch. And popped his toes and, and showed everybody like, oh, okay, you, you could do this. You actually can do this. Okay. So uh, in 1851, Norma Culver, a relative of the Fox family, uh, admitted that uh, she had kind of been a little, a little, <laughs> a little naughty, and and kind of helped them during their seance. uh, And they would use her to kind of signal uh, she would touch the the sister that needed to respond by, you know, doing little signals on her hand or on her leg or on her knee. Uh, to, to indicate when they needed to make the noise for each other's questions. She also claimed that uh, Kate and Margaret also told her how they produced the sounds. And they produced them by using their toes, their knees, and their ankles. That's right. They weren't just popping their toe knuckles. They were popping their knees, popping their ankles. They were They were just cracking bones back in the 1800s for, for spiritualism, uh, in, in, in a, a New York Tribune, Tribune article, uh, Reverend Chauncey Burr wrote that the cracking of toe joints, uh, could be so loud that they could be heard in a large hall, uh, yeah, man, I don't know about that. Like, you'd have to... So, okay, so if we're going to believe this guy's this guy's statement, like, I mean, I've popped my toes and had a few of them be pretty loud, but not loud enough to be heard in a hall. Like, you, it would it'd have to be some amazing acoustics in that hall before I would believe that... You could hear toe and knee joint poppings. Uh, Then in 1953, a Charles Grafton Page from Washington, D.C., investigated the Fox sisters, and as a patent examiner and a patent advocate, he had had been very good at his job, kind of looking over things and, you know, picking things apart and going, okay, yes, yes, okay, you can. Uh, he, he had kind of gotten a good eye for, for detecting fraud. And uh, he, he became very good at detecting fraud against science, uh, or fraud about science, I should say. Uh, and he, he, he kind of put this skill to use by exposing some of the deceptions employed by the Fox sisters during two of their uh, sessions which he attended, Um, he had observed the rapping sounds came from underneath the girl's long dresses, and when he asked if the spirits could produce a sound at a distance from their own bodies, one girl climbed onto a wardrobe closet where her dress touched the wood. Once the sound transmitted into the wood plank, however, she was unable to control this sound sufficiently to produce the spirit communication. Page devised that the contraptions that emulated the rapping sounds produced by the girls which could be concealed under long clothing. So he was saying that they're hiding something on them that are making those rapping sounds. It's not their toes. They have something on them that's making those rapping sounds and that's causing this. They're hiding something under their dresses. Let's see them. And, I mean, honestly, if you think about that, if you think about the fact that no man is going to go, all right, lift your skirt. Back in the 1800s, I mean, I'm sure they wanted to. Uh, men, are, men are pigs in any age, you know? Uh, some are. Not all men are the same. Uh, but it, 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 you can't question that. You can't go, hey, lift up your skirt so we can see what's next to your shoe. We can see if there's any kind of mechanism that's making these sounds. Uh, let's go. Show your ankle. Um because I think that was illegal back in that time. I'm not sure if that was illegal in that time. Showing your ankle, I'm pretty sure it probably wasn't. So <laughs> I'm going to take that back. But it's it's one of those where you're not really going to question somebody because you're not going to ask them to to lift their dress and show you the device that's making the knocking sounds. I, I mean, if you, if you think about it, if you ask that question in the 1800s, people would probably look at you and go, "What?" What are you talking about? Because they're not gonna they're not gonna have that critical thought of oh these these girls have apparently engineering degrees um, no and <laughs> they they they're not they're not gonna they're just everybody was pun not intended dying to to meet these girls and speak to the dead so um <laughs> it <laughs> I mean. It, you, can, you can cover up that easily. So uh, they, they also set up uh, a Boston Courier. Uh, the Boston Courier in, ni- in 1857 set up a prize of $500 to any medium who could demonstrate a paranormal ability to their committee. Uh, the Fox sisters made an attempt but were investigated by a committee which included magician John Wyman. Uh, the committee concluded that the raps were produced by bone and feet movements, and thus the Fox Sisters failed the challenge. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's funny. It starts to kind of hit, in, uh, and it, it starts to hit, and you you start to see the deterioration of of the Fox Sisters. You know, kind of hitting at that later. You know, or in the mid 1800s. Um, and and that's, that's very sad. Uh, but a prominent, William Crookes, a prominent physicist in 1871 and 1874, uh, he said that he believed them. He said, there's no way that they can be doing this by cracking bones. But. And I, I bring this guy up because there was a lot about him being very this and that is that he was very gullible. He was very gullible, like he and and it's one of those that sometimes you get some people that you know may have you know the best intentions as a scientist, but they they want to believe so much, and that's probably that may be what happened here. Maybe, maybe. I'm not saying it is. They could have legitimately been making these sounds. We will dive into that later. But uh, in their later lives, they did they did kind of start to give up on it. So in 1871, Kate had traveled to England, and uh, she, she really went to England because of a, a New York banker. Uh, and she didn't want to accept any payments for her services in a, as a medium she wanted to kind of get away from it uh she she still did seances but it was less and less and she started to kind of kind of tail off um, and then in the 1881 era she uh she married a husband or no in 1872 she got married and then in 1881 he passed away and she was left with two kids so she of course still being exposed to wine early developed alcoholism um, it was around the the 1880s that they became in in Broiled in a big fight with their older sister, Uh, she was she was very, very you know upset with them you know with their drinking habits and it just kind of taking hold and and they were kind of doing an 1880s version of uh, uh, intervention. (laughs) You know, her and a bunch of other leading spiritualists came to Kate and said, "Hey, you can't." You can't take care of your kids right. And she, you know, was of course, just boozing it up and having a great time in her mind. But your sister's gone. She's going to the Roman Catholic Church and, like, thinks that her powers are evil. Um, now... At this time, Kate kind of became r- super pissed off. She's like, "You know what? Don't tell me I have a drinking problem. Uh, I don't have a drinking problem. Uh, the problem is I'm not drinking. You know those those al- those same old things that all alcoholics say. Um, I don't have a drinking problem. The only problem is I don't have a freaking yeah. I got a problem. There's not a freaking drink in my hand, or you know that you know blah blah blah. Um, so they were they were, you know, she was like, you know what? Hey, hey, Maggie, come home." Come home from the, the, the nunnery and uh, let's uh let's let's take it to Leah. Let's 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 hurt her as much as possible by exposing that all of it was bullshit and that she put us up to it and that we we did. We did. Uh, yes, we did pop our bones and make those rapping sounds on our own. Uh, Maggie told the origin story of the wrappings and. Uh, They first with the, the very, and I mean the very first one, uh, what they would do is they would go to bed with an apple, tie a string around it, and move the string up and down, causing the apple to bump on the floor. Or they would just drop the apple on the floor and, uh, Basically, screwed with their parents. You know. Um, <laughs> I would snap because I'd be like, you get, "Go to God, please go to fucking bed. Go to goddamn bed." Uh, and it's, I, you know, it's, it's weird. This is weird, but I can't help but think of a haunting. If you've seen a haunting on on TV, it is like a reenactment of of paranormal activity that has happened to people over the years um, and there there's always this one that comes on where the the stepdad it's a it's a mom with a new family it's a a, a woman a mother with a new family she's got a new husband uh, he and the kids get along real well and, and then the ghost stuff starts happening and the husband's kind of a dick And it always starts out the same way. They're always great. And then after a few nights of the kids getting up and running into the room, the dad is like, I swear to God, if you kids do not go to fucking bed, I'm going to fucking beat you. And that's how it goes. Um, That's how they all go. you know, All of them, every single one. Or, or, oh, man, this house is just too good to be true. It's uh, such a great price, and it's in our range, and it's so big. What could be wrong with this? (laughs) Nothing could be wrong. It's haunted. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah fair enough, fair enough, cheap price, good Good price for a haunting, yep. I, yeah, okay, <laughs> it, that's what it seems like to me, uh, but you know, they started confessing, they started saying, you know, here's how we did this, um, we had to, we had to, you know, when we were separated, we had to find a new way of making wraps, uh, we, we found out that we could make our feet and our fingers and our toes pop we practice this, we you know, um, we had people, they, they basically admit to having people believing in these very strange events and that they were, you know, it's, it's, you know, Oh, you know, once we start doing things, people believe that the ghosts would touch them. It's a common delusion that people have. It's, uh, You know, oh, well, I can feel, you know, it's once one person starts, the other people start climbing on board, you know, and start going, oh, yeah, I can feel that, too. Oh, yeah, I feel it. I feel it's cold over here. It's a, oh, it's a warm over there, you know, and and it all starts in, and that's what they were doing is they, they basically would, would jazz people up and, you know, get them energized and get them riled up about it and then start, you know, coming up. Oh, do you feel that? Oh, do you feel that? Feel that right there. Oh, isn't that, you know, it's like when you, uh, when you watch, it's like when you watch Ghost Adventures. And, oh, man, that's a cold spot. Do you feel that cold spot? Right there. Feel it. It's cold, isn't it? It's colder than normal, huh? Uh, I mean, y- I guess. <laughs> but that's what they were doing, you know. But it, it, I I know that it, it seems kind of dickish because you're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's ruin Leah's life. But. Honestly, I, I guarantee you, at a point, they became tired of having to deal with it. Um, in, in, in 1989, Maggie actually said, hey, look, you know what? I claimed that it was bullshit. I claimed that it was nothing more than us popping our legs and toe joints. It was, it was, it was real. It was real. She recanted the confession. Um, uh, she wanted she wanted to try and get back to spiritualism. Of course, this is probably spurred on by you know horrible financial circumstances. You know she was probably going broke, and I, I mean it never says that she returned to the the Roman Catholic faith and you know went into it because uh, they uh, <laughs> they didn't learn their lesson. Uh, got addicted to wine, really hardcore. Uh, Kate died at her home at, uh, 609 Columbus Avenue on July 3rd of 19, or 1892. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get these numbers jumbled up. And then in 1893, uh, she being heavily, heavily into alcoholism, uh, was living in a in a old tenement house of a of a spiritualist, uh, Mrs. Emily Ruggs, uh, and she died there. Um, very sad, very sad. She was taken to uh, Brooklyn, New York, and, and interned there. Uh, Margaret and Catherine are actually in the Cypress Hill Cemetery, and Leia's in the Fox Family Cemetery in Greenwood. So, um, yeah. That's the Fox sisters, though. Isn't that fascinating? That they turned to alcoholism and wine. Um, but no, let, let's let's talk about this for a second. So, essentially, these girls started out. Now, I mean, I've I've, I've made popping noises with my toes. I've made popping noises with... My ankle with my knee, and none of those were on purpose to communicate with the dead. Those were because I'm old, um, <laughs> and it's because I have been very hard on my body doing stupid things like you know adventures and hiking and all that stuff. Um, just you know the normal kind of things that when you do in excess, your body goes, "Hey, you need to slow down." Okay, never mind. You're not going to slow down. Well, this is going to hurt. That kind of thing. And, I, I mean, I'm not going to say that they're not loud. But they're not loud enough for me to be in like a, like, a, I, I don't know. I'd actually have to go into a theater, an empty theater hall where it's quiet, you know, like pop my fingers or something and see if you can like, like if it echoes, you know. But I don't know. I, don't, I just don't know if in a theater full of people you're going to have any kind of effect for sound that will carry, that will come of the popping of your body. Now, sometimes, I'll admit this, sometimes you could you could pop something and everyone can hear it. So I will admit, sometimes. But for what they were doing for the rappings, Usually, once you pop a body part, it kind of settles down and you really can't pop it again unless there's something really wrong or, you know, like you have certain issues. But you're not going to be able to pop it multiple times in, you know, like with people asking you questions and holding seances. So, there is a huge possibility that all of this is real and, you know, I mean, people get desperate and especially when they're, you know, on addicted to something or a substance and they have substance abuse like alcoholism and all that. You know, anything that gives you money to continue that vice is going to be great. You're going to love it. And maybe that's why they did it because financially they were probably going down into the gutter and they just wanted to make sure that they could still buy wine, still eat food, still live where they needed to live. They were probably doing the confession to possibly get more money. Now, I'm not saying that that is completely it. I'm not saying that they did not actually speak to spirits because I I feel like, yes, they did. I feel they did speak to spirits maybe because it seems like it would be difficult to recreate that popping several times over in a performance in a live hall venue. Now, it depends on how much. If they only spent like 10 minutes doing it, The, you know, that might make a little more sense. Like they can only pop certain bones and then, you know, after that, oh, show's over, come back for the next one in two days, you know, when the bones are able to pop again. I mean, it seems like they did it, you know, a lot or maybe assuming a lot. Or maybe it was just them popping their toes and they just really had some messed up joints that they could continuously pop their joints all the time. That's a possibility. I mean me- there are medical issues that you know would probably allow them to do that. I mean one would think that would be hell on your joints though because fucking popping your joints hurts. It's not fun. And it seems to me that doing that all the time would be a painful mess. So I don't think that's what it is. I honestly don't think it's the popping of joints or anything like that. Like Maybe they had a little device that would, you know, if they did something, it would bounce off the floor or I don't, I don't know. It, it. Maybe they had some kind of device that would make rapping noises that was hidden under their skirt. And, of course, you can't ask a woman to lift her skirt, so she's going to be able to hide it. Or she's sitting under a table where she can hide that she's moving her feet or doing something. Never know. Depends. It honestly depends. Because uh, if you look at, like, I'll go out on a limb and say Assassin's Creed, the hidden blade, that something like that could have been made back in the day. Absolutely. So, and probably were. So you have to think, man, you could rig something up to make a knocking noise. Possibly. It wouldn't be hard. And it would be easier than popping joints constantly. So maybe they had something that they worked up. Or maybe they just moved their foot in a weird way and it made a tapping sound with the side of their foot. You never know. I feel like it would be very hard to recreate those noises and like admitting to it is essentially stating that, you know, hey, I need money. And And maybe they did. Maybe they needed money, so they fabricated the fabrication. Or, taking the other side of the coin, it's as they admitted to, fabrication. They made it all up, and they used their joints to make sounds. If so, they had a lot of joint issues, Apparently. Maybe that's why they were into alcoholism is because they were like, you know what? Our joints hurt so bad. We got to drink alcohol to make ourselves feel better. I don't know. I'm not saying, and I'm not saying that that's an excuse. Um, And that's not something you need to do. Don't you know? Addiction is very tough. And if you're dealing with addiction, there's places to call. Um, But it's, and, and for them, it's very tragic too for them because they, it's like a rise and fall automatic, you know, like this huge rise in spiritualism and then, to hit that fall of you know one confessing that everything that you did was fake all of the all of the séances you held everything that you, if when you come out and you say that everything that you did was fake that damages you beyond anything beyond anything so it would uh, to me in my opinion it would be unwise and 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 kind of idiotic to tell the world it's fake if it was real. Because then you just take every, every one, every ounce of credibility you have is gone now because you've revealed yourself as a charlatan. And two, it, it cuts off a, a business that you had. With your sister. Now, did they do it out of spite? Did they honestly, I mean, were they legit? And then they did it out of spite because they were like, you know what? Screw her. Let's ruin this shit. Were they angry at her for something? You know? I mean, obviously for saying, hey, you drink too much. (laughs) did not stop them. But, you know, it, it seems very curious to just throw it all away just for pettiness. But, I mean, you know, that's sometimes with addiction, that's it. That's all it takes. Do I think that this was real? Absolutely. I think that a part of it maybe was real. I I can honestly say, because again, I bring up the point, how are you going to pop your joints that many times in a studio or in a live hall? How many times are you going to be able to do that and continue popping your joints? And if you do, what is that doing to your joints? And Maybe it is fake because, I mean, they did kind of come out and say, hey, we faked this, but one of them recanted years later. You know, were they using special devices under their skirts? Were they using, you know, this or that? Who knows? All I know is that it's an amazing story. It's a tragic story, but it's an amazing story, and it's, it's, it's fascinating because it's right at that huge beginning to spiritualism. Right at those early years when they started to really just kind of come into play with you know seances and all of that, so it's it's such a fascinating, fascinating life to have lived back in that time. Uh, of course, the alcoholism sucks. That sucks, you know. And nobody wants you to die from alcoholism. And anyways, uh, if you're having any kind of trouble with addiction, call, and seek help. You know, it's not too late. But other than that, boys and girls, this is it. This is the end of the episode. Go ahead and leave us that five-star review now. Go ahead and drop it and then walk away. That's all you got to do. But other than that, this has been your host, Hunter, for the Paranormal Rabbit Hole. And thank you for going down this Paranormal Rabbit Hole with me. Good night.